So if you have your Bibles this morning, or on your cell phone or your iPad there, uh, go ahead and turn to Hebrews 4, 4 and 2 in the New King James. I switch back and forth between that and the Living Bible and the NIV. And this is what it says. It says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Praise the Lord. Father, I just come before you this morning, Father, and I would ask today that you would speak a word to your church, Father, that would grow us, Father, because, Father, we're to walk in faith. Father, there's some things that you want us to do, Father, that we need to do, that we need to grow in our faith, Father, that we can speak to those things that aren't as though they are, that, Father, we can walk in this city, in this community, in spiritual authority and power, and, Father, we need to come up in our faith and our walk and our, our trust in you. And, Father, I pray that you would speak a word into the life of each and every one here today, Father, that will build them, Father, in their faith, that will build them in their Christian walk. Father, I ask it right now. I bind every hindrance, Lord, and I ask that you would have your way, that you be welcome in the house today, and we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. So my thoughts this morning, guys, is growing our faith, growing our faith, because, see, this is, a, this is a, a walk of faith. We don't walk by what we see, guys, but we walk by faith, praise the God. And see, my eyes will tell me, guys, my eyes will tell me if I don't see something happening, if I don't see something going on, then nothing's happening. But my faith will tell me, even though I don't see something going on, that God is still working before me. He's still going before my behalf, praise the Lord. See, my flesh will tell me that I'm sick, but faith will tell me by, my, by his stripes that I'm healed, praise the Lord. See, my flesh will tell me that I'm not qualified to have that job, but my faith says I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. See, my flesh will tell me that, that my marriage is in trouble, that it's never going to change, that that friend of mine, that, that family member of mine is not going to get off drugs, they're not going to get off the street, but faith tells me I can speak into those dead, dry bones, and they will come alive again in Jesus' name. See, you got to speak faith, church. you got to speak faith. You have to learn to speak faith over your life and into the situations in your life. Speak the Word of God. See, we don't go by what we see, we go by our faith, praise the Lord. See, Ezekiel was in the valley of, of dead, dry bones, and all he saw was dead things. And God told him to speak over them. It says here in Ezekiel 30, 37 and 4, and again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. See, Ezekiel just didn't speak his words, guys, but he spoke the words of God over those bones. And see, there's a difference when I speak things out or when I speak, or pray according to my faith. But when I begin to speak out the words of God, speak out his will for my life, those dead, dry bones can come alive, praise God. Because I'm not speaking my words, I'm speaking God's words. See, God says here in Ezekiel in verse 9, he says, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. He goes, say to the, the, the Lord says, Come and hear from the four winds. Breathe. Breathe on the slain that they may live again. See, church, you have to breathe life. You have to, you have to speak life. See, breath of life, it's the Spirit of God. And you've got to learn to speak life over that situations in your life. Speak into that dead relationship. Speak into those dead finances. Speak into that, that situation in your family. Learn to speak the Word of God. Speak life, praise God, over the situations in your life. Call those things that aren't as though they are, praise God. Learn to speak it. See, when you speak faith according to God's word, guys, things are going to change in your life. 1 John 5 and 14 says this. says, now this is a confidence or faith that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and we know that he hears us whatever we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we've asked for. Praise God. 
See, you can pray with faith and confidence, guys. You can pray for faith and confidence for your, for your marriage because God wants you to have a good marriage. He wants your marriage to be happy and whole. He doesn't want craziness in your life, a big cray-cray life. He wants you to have goodness in your marriage. So you can pray with faith and confidence, guys, over your family relationships because God loves the family and he doesn't want discord in your family. He wants your family to be whole, praise the Lord. And see, so you can pray with faith and confidence that the Lord will bless you in your finances because the Lord doesn't want you out on the street begging for crumbs because he's a good father and he owns it all, praise the Lord. So you got to learn to pray in faith and pray God's word over the things in your life. The Bible says in James 5.16, that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. See, an effective prayer. That means there can be prayers that are ineffective. See, a prayer is effective when you pray in faith. And it says a fervent prayer. That means passionate. When you pray in faith with passion, things are going to change. It's going to avail much in your life. But you've got to learn to pray an effective prayer. And that's a prayer of faith, guys. Prayer of faith. See, but a lot of times, guys, uh, our faith lies dormant. The Bible says here in Romans 12, 3, that everyone's given a measure of faith. But sometimes it lies dormant in our life because we sit on it. We don't use it. And so you've got to get in God's word. The Romans, Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when you begin to get in God's word, guys, and read God's word, it begins to activate that measure of faith in your life. James 2 and 17 says, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. If you don't use your faith, guys, you have dead faith. See, if I had a million dollars in my pocket, and if I didn't pull it out and use it, I'd be broke and blessed at the same time because I didn't use it. And see, there's a lot of Christians that go around, guys, that have access to all the, all the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ, but they never activate it. They never pull it out of their pocket and use it. They sit on it, guys. See, a lot of Christians go around saying, I got faith, and I got faith, but they never step out of the boat onto the water where Jesus Christ is in their life. They never step out. They never step out and serve. They stay in that same place of non-use and not, never growing, guys, in their relationship. And there comes a point in your Christian walk where you got to step out of the boat where Jesus is and go where he's at, praise the Lord. And don't worry about sinking, because if you sink, the Lord is there. If you'll step out in faith to reach down his hand and pick you up, praise God. you got to step in faith. God wants you to grow in your faith. He wants your faith to get bigger and bigger and bigger. He wants your faith to get bigger because there's greater things for your faith, guys. you got to have greater faith, guys, to go in new territory. You have to have greater faith to take the promised land. You have to have greater faith to slay bigger giants in your life. You have to have greater faith to swim in the deep side of the pool, praise the Lord. you got to have greater faith. Matthew 9 and 29, or Jesus just says in Matthew, says, according to your faith, let it be done unto you, according to your faith. What are you expecting from God in your life today? What are the expectations of your faith this morning? See, the Christian walks a walk of faith. And if you don't expect anything, guess what? You're not going to receive anything. You've got to have the expectations. Matthew tells a story of a lady that came to Jesus. And her daughter was sick, was demon-possessed. And the Lord didn't, he didn't hear it first. And she's, oh, she's bugging the disciples. So the disciples come to Jesus like, you know, we need to do something with this lady. And, uh, and so she comes and she worships the Lord and says, Lord, help me. And the Lord said, it's not good for me to give the, the children's bread to the dogs. And then she says this in Matthew 15, 27. And she said, yes, Lord, but yet even 
the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her and said, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done as you desire. And her daughter was healed that very hour, church. See, she had faith and expectations, guys, to receive from the Lord. Even if it was just getting the crumbs off the master tape, the table of the master. And maybe you're here today and you only have enough faith, guys, and expectations to reach out and get the crumbs from the master table. But let me tell you what, the crumbs from the table of the Lord is better than a turkey dinner from the, the world, praise God. But see, God's got more than that for you. God's got a table that's spread for his people that's been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's a four-course meal. And all you got to do is come to the table in faith and in expectations and dine and eat. And the Lord says it's yours if you'll just come in faith. You don't have to settle for crumbs, church. You just got to reach out in faith. See, there's a law of expectations. And it says you tend to get what you expect. If you're a person that doesn't expect much in life, guess what? You're not going to receive much. And it goes the same way in your Christian walk. You have to have expectations, faith and expectations to receive in your Christian walk, your Christian life. The Bible says in Philippians 4.19, My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. See, church, it says according to his riches and glory. His riches, not mine. So stop limiting what God can do in your life while you look at your resources. Because it's not about your resources. It's not about your finances. It's not about your education, your talents, or even your looks, praise God. You can be the ugliest person in the world. You can be that ugly duckling, uh, uh, the, the run of the litter, and God can bless you with the most beautiful spouse. That when you walk in the room, people will be like, wow, how did that happen? And you can just, you can just point and say, God is good, man. He's got, he's, he's got favor and, and expectations, praise the Lord. So don't look over to your husband or your wife this morning and say, I should have held out and had better expectations, praise God. It is what it is. You're stuck with what you got, praise God. If, if you... If, you, if, you, if you got ugly, you got ugly, praise God. That's just the way it goes, praise the Lord. The church is one thing you got to remember right here. One important thing about faith. Hebrews 11 says this. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. See, how many of you are parents and you have kids, and when they trust what you say, it pleases you. When they trust in you, and especially when they listen to you, praise God. And see, it's the same thing with God. When we step out in faith, we trust him. It pleases the Lord. That's why he says it's impossible to please God without faith because this is a faith walk. So you can do all the right things, guys, and still not be pleasing to God because you don't do them in faith. So you can come to church every week, and, and that's good. But if you don't come in faith and expectations, guys, you still won't please the Lord. Because you'll be coming to church, and if you don't come in expectations, it just becomes a routine for your life. See, because you got to come with an expectation that God wants to touch you. He wants to meet the needs in your life. He wants to do something in your life. So come with an expectation, an expecting spirit, praise the Lord. See, it's our faith that connects us to God. The Bible says that we are saved by grace through faith. And he who comes to God first must believe that he is, praise the Lord. See, you can go to God in prayer. You can come up in a prayer line. But if you don't come up in faith expecting to receive, guys, you won't receive anything because it's a faith program. you got to come to God expecting to get what you have need of in your life. The centurion comes to Jesus as a sick servant. And uh, the Lord says, well, I'll go with you and I'll heal him. He's like, no, Lord, 
Don't come to my house. I'm not worthy. Just speak the word. I'm a person in authority. I say to this one, go, he goes. I say to this one, come, he comes. And Jesus is like, wow. It says this in Matthew 8 and 13. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. As you have believed, so let it be done to you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Jesus marveled at his faith. The Bible says great faith. See, he had a faith and expectations that if Jesus just spoke the word, that his servant would be healed, that he didn't even have to be there to see it. He just had faith in Jesus' words. If Jesus would say it, as you have believed, let it be done, he was okay with that. He had faith to reach out. If the Lord would just speak the words, uh, I'll receive my healing. And when was the last time, guys, that you went into God's word or you came up into a prayer line and you had a need in your life and you say, Lord, I, I don't care if I have seen any results right now. If you'll just speak the word, I will believe it because I know that you're not man that you would lie if you say it'll be done it will be done and stand upon God's word it's faith it's standing in faith praise the Lord Jesus tells two blind people that follow him into a room says according to your faith let it be done to you the Christian walk is a Christian walk of faith if you don't expect anything you're not going to get anything guys you have, to live to learn, you have to learn to live your Christian life in faith. Praise the Lord. Faith and expectations. The Bible says in Romans 14 and 23, whatever is not of faith is sin. That's a heavy scripture. So how do we grow in our faith, guys? Luke 17 says the apostle said to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Every believer, guys, should be praying, Lord, increase my faith. If it's impossible to please God without faith, then that should be the heart's cry of every believer. Lord, increase my faith. The question is how? How do you build your faith? Do you take vitamins for it? Do you get it off of Amazon? Do 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 you lift weights, guys? See, here's the secret, but no one's gonna shout when you hear it. God builds our faith by testing it. God builds our faith by trying it. See, faith's like a muscle. When it's stretched under the pressure of weight, it grows, guys. You have to develop your faith. You don't, you don't get faith by just coming to church and sitting on a seat, sitting on that old blessed assurance, guys. You have to use your faith. It's got to be stretched. It's got to be tried for it to grow. James 1 and 3 says, Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. Praise the Lord. He says the purpose of this test, guys, is our faith and our perseverance will grow and that we will be mature and complete. Job says here in 17 or 717, what is the man that you make so much of him, that you give him so much attention, that you examine him every morning and test him every moment? So you notice he said, test him, guys. Do you realize that your faith is going to be tested? It's going to be tested. It's going to be tested this week. It's going to be tested next week. Growing your faith, guys, it's like building a skyscraper. There's levels that you've got to complete before you can go up to the next level. Each test, each level is a test, guys, of how strong you can rise in the Lord. See, the problem is a lot of people don't realize they're in a test. They flunk the test because they don't realize that God is trying to test them and he's trying to grow their faith. And so when things get tough, they quit and they run away. They don't run to the Lord. And see, church, when you're going through the things, that's when you got to stand in faith and trust in the Lord. God wants you to live by faith. He wants to build your faith by testing it. So here's some, way God's builds our, or some ways that God builds and tests our faith. 
And the first one, God builds and he tests our faith, guys, through difficulties. Through trials and problems, guys, and pressures and, and tough circumstances and, and the stresses of life. First Peter 1 and 6 says this. In all this, you greatly rejoice now. For a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proving of your genuineness, of your faith, of a greater worth than gold, which uh, perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Praise the Lord. That's a powerful verse, guys, because it says these various trials and difficulties that we're going through, guys, they're there to test your faith, to prove your faith. Praise the Lord. See, nothing ever happens in a Christian's life, guys, um, uh, by accident. Nothing's going to come into your life or happen to you unless it uh, it gets God's permission in the first place. Praise the Lord. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what storms or trials you're going through today, you got to trust God and hold on to God. It's going to be okay. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that we know that all things work together for our good. So if you're facing a battle today, you're going through a trial today, don't give up, but hold on and trust in the Lord. Know that it's going to work out for your good. Praise God. See, God, because God allows storms and problems, guys, in our life to get our attention. See, Jonah had a problem that swallowed him up. It got his attention. And sometimes God will allow your problems in your life to swallow you up so he can turn you back to a place of prayer, praise God. It's amazing how many people forget to pray when they're not going through trials, but as soon as trials start happening in their life, they know how to turn back to the Lord, praise God, because nothing to get you to start praying again in your life is when a trial or some fire starts happening in your life, praise the Lord. Especially when there's no one else to turn to, guys. Accept the Lord. And Jonah found that out. Jonah says here in 2 and 7, says, As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. My earnest prayers went out to you, to your holy temple. See, when, when he got swallowed up, man, he knew, he knew who to turn to, praise God. And see, guys, God will use difficulties to get our focus back on him, praise the Lord. See, the Christian walk's not easy. If it was easy, guys, we wouldn't need, need faith. If we could feel God all the time, we wouldn't need faith. But sometimes God will back up. It's like he, he hides himself from you for a while that you can't even feel him because he's wanting to test you and to see if you'll hold on and trust in him, praise the Lord. And even though you don't feel him, he's still there, guys. But you got to continue to walk in faith and stay in the word of God and know that he's there. Keep your trust in him. God uses these kinds of things in our life, guys, to grow our faith. Here's a great first, guys, for when you're going through tough times. Isaiah 48 and 10 says, Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. What is the furnace of affliction? It's when the heat is on. It's when you're walking through the fire. It's when the heat is on you, not somebody else, but when, when it's on you, praise the Lord. And maybe today you're in, the, you're in the furnace of affliction. Maybe the heat is on you right now, guys. But you've got to be willing to walk through the fire. If you want to walk in faith and have great faith, you've got to be willing to walk and be in the fire, just like those three Hebrew children, guys. It wasn't until they were in the fire, until God showed up. Once they were in the fire, then God showed up. You've got to be willing to walk through the fire to get up and close and personal with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you'll be willing to go through the fire and not bow a knee to your affliction, not bow a knee to the troubles or the trials, God will show up. He will be with you. He will walk with you. You can have freedom in the middle of the fire. Praise God. But you got to be willing to walk through it and trust in the Lord. See, the Bible compares our problems, guys, and our difficulties to a furnace. Verse 10, he says, the furnace of afflictions. 
See, the furnace of a refiner's fire, guys, it, it melts uh, gold and silver, and it burns up all the impurities. And a silversmith was asked one time, he says, how do you know when all the impurities are burned up? He says, when I can look into the silver and I can see my reflection. And see, that's the way God is. When God can look in your life and see the reflection of his son, Jesus Christ, he knows all the impurities have been burned up. Praise the Lord. That's a test. So what should you do when you're going through difficulties? How should you respond? Well, James 1 and 2 says this. It says, my brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, I don't know about you, but when my money's short, my dogs aren't feeling well, my wife's mad at me, I'm not like, oh, praise God, thank you, Jesus. I'm like, come on, Lord, what's, what's going on here? In 1 Thessalonians, it tells us uh, in 5 and 18, it says this. It says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, for me, to give thanks. It's not that we're thankful for, for the trial, guys. It's not that we're thankful for the problems. No one's happy, guys, when your car breaks down, you got family problems, you got health issues. But we're to be thankful, guys, in the midst of the trials and the storms in our life. See, there's some people here today, guys, that's going through some, some difficulties in their life, but they're still thankful towards God. They're still trusting in God. They're still uh, trusting in God's word. They still got a smile on their face, a bounce in their step, a song in their heart. They're still trusting in the word of the Lord, praise God. And so you got to learn, guys, when you're going through the midst of your trials to trust in God and, and, and be thankful, praise the Lord. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. That means at all times, guys. And I say again, rejoice. So how can you be thankful and rejoice in difficulties, difficult times and times of loss? When my dad passed away, that was a difficult time. It, it was tough. He was my, my best friend, my mentor. And uh, how, how do you be thankful in a situation like that? See, in, in times like that, guys, you got to go back to your faith in God's word. That he'll never leave you, that he'll never forsake you. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord, or be present with the Lord. See, my dad was a Christian. He knew the Lord, so for him to die was gain. It was gain for him, but it was still hurt for us. Praise the Lord. But you got to go to the Lord. you got to trust in God's word that all things work out for the good of them. See, it worked out for him, and it's working out for me, praise God. See, because even in difficulties, God tries you guys, and he's still working for you and not against you. God used that difficulty in my life, guys, to draw me closer to him, to build my faith, to grow me in him. Because now some of the things I would go to my dad for, for advice and, and to ask him questions, I have to go to God in prayer and lay it on the line and say, Lord, speak to me. The Lord has still put other good people in my life, but I have to really, really trust God, praise the Lord. See, God uses difficulties, guys, to test our faith and build it, not in the easy times, but in the difficult times of our life. See, the second test of faith, God, guys, God builds and he tests our faith through demands, through demands. When God asks you to do something, will you do it? Will you do it? Are you going to trust in what God says to do or are you going to do your own thing? See, all the promises of God, guys, all the commands of God, they're there for a test for you and me. And they're not always easy to follow. Do good to your enemies. Forgive those uh, to be forgiven. Be thankful in everything. Turn the other cheek. They're not always easy to do. But every time God puts a command, guys, or there's a command in the Bible, it's a demand placed on your life. Uh, it's a test for you. 
And the test is, am I going to be faithful to God? Am I going to do what God says to do? Or am I going to do my own thing and go by my own opinion? See, the people of Israel, was on the, they were on their way out of Israel to the promised land, and God put a demand on them, a thing called manna. It was the bread of heaven. And it actually means, what is it? And uh, my wife's cooked a few things sometimes, and I'm all like, what is it? Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. I'll go get something to eat, praise God. Here, Exodus 16 and, 16 and 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I'll rain bread from heaven, and the people shall go out and gather certain quota each day that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law, whether they'll walk in my law. See, that doesn't make sense. Why not just grab enough food for the whole week, praise the Lord? But, but, but it's, it's not, it's, that's not the point. The point is, are you going to trust me to supply your needs day to day, praise God? See, if you want to grow in God, guys, you're going to have to follow what he says to do. And sometimes God will ask you to do something that seems crazy. Why? Because he wants to grow your faith and see if you're going to trust him. Genesis 12, there's a guy by the name of Abraham. And God goes to him and puts a demand on him. He says, hey, I want you to get out of this country. I want you to get out and I want you to go away from your family. Get out of your father's house. I want to take you from where you are to a place you've never been. And he doesn't, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't tell him where he's going. He just says, I want you to walk. Trust me. When you get there, then I'll tell you you got there. Talking about a demand. Most people here, we'd be all like, Lord, at least can I Google it? Can I map quest it? And, and Abraham had to walk by faith. Praise the Lord. And see, you have to listen to what the Lord says. Praise God. See, faith means that you don't understand everything in advance, guys. God doesn't pinpoint everything in your life. Because he wants you to trust him and follow his leading for your life. And see, the Bible says here in Hebrews 11 and 8, By faith Abraham obeyed, and when he was called out, he went. By faith, guys. God came to a guy named Noah, put a demand on him. Hey, I want you to build a boat. I'm going to send a flood. I'm going to send some rain. And up to this time, guys, it's never even rained on the earth. It's never been a flood. The water came up like as a mist from the ground. And God says, I want you to build a boat. And how many people would build a boat out of the middle of nowhere? I think, uh, I think uh, Noah was in uh, the Middle East somewhere uh, when this took place. And so if God spoke to you, you said build a boat where it's never rained, it's never flooded. Who's, who, who'd want to do that? Praise the Lord. But he got, he, God asked him to do it, and Noah did it. it says here in a, the Bible says here in Hebrews 11, by faith, Noah built the ark. See, God tests our faith, guys, in difficulties. He tests our faith by demands. And see, if you want to learn to live uh, by faith, guys, you're going to have to learn to do what God tells you to do when he tells you to do it. Whether you understand it or whether it makes sense or not, you've got to just step in faith and trust in what the Lord says. See, that's a test of faith. When God speaks, you do what he tells you to do, praise the Lord. See, a lot of people, guys, want to speak for the Lord. See, because the Bible is where God speaks to us. And a lot of people want to speak for the Lord, guys. But, uh, but some, the best place to get to hear the word of the Lord is in the word of God. Because when God tells you to do something, his word will always back it up, praise the Lord. Amen. See, you have to be in God's word, guys, to grow in your faith. So the third thing, the final one. God builds and he tests our faith, guys, with Finances. Finances. A lot of people are probably like, ooh, don't want to hear this one. It's all right. You'll be okay. See, did you know that money is one of the greatest tests of faith in a person's life? Because people hold on to money so tight when they walk through the, the church doors, you can almost hear them squeak, praise the Lord. It's just that they, hold, they hold on to it really tight. See, giving is like the most sensitive nerve in a person's body. It goes from your wallet all the way to your heart. 
And see, few people understand, guys, that God will use your finances to test your faith. They have no idea that God will actually use people, they'll test people by their giving in their, in their life. Luke, uh, Jesus says here in Luke 16, he says, and if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? The true riches of heaven. What's Jesus talking about here? See, he's given us the truth that there's a direct relationship, guys, between the way I handle my money and the spiritual depth in my life, the spiritual maturity in my life. Jesus says, if I'm not faithful handing material wealth, he will not trust me with spiritual wealth. In other words, spiritual power, praise God. See, everybody thinks that uh, giving's about money. But see, guys, we're in a spiritual warfare. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities. Money's not going to do me no good in the spiritual realm. But what I need is I need spiritual power in my life. But in order to have spiritual power in my life, there needs to be an operation of giving in my life in the physical, praise the Lord. See, because a lot of people's bound by, by, by the spirit of poverty. But if you would learn to break the spirit of poverty, if I will give in the physical, God will give me power in the spirit, praise the Lord. See, if I'm not faithful with my possessions, guys, he will not trust me with spiritual power. Money's a test. The fact is, what I do with my money really determines how much God can bless my life. If you never thought about it, you determine how much God can bless you by how faithful you are with what God puts in your hands. See, if I don't have faith in God to meet my needs, guys, by paying my tithes, how can I have faith in God to, to, to touch the person I'm praying for? It all comes down to you really trust God. Do you really trust God? If you want spiritual power, guys, and authority in your life, you've got to trust God. If I'm not faithful to give back to God what he gives to me, guys, how can, how can I expect him to give me more? How can I expect him to give me more spiritual power, greater authority in my life? You see, this will hurt some of you, but I'm sorry if it does. But if you're not a tither, if you don't tithe faithfully, guys, you're saying to God that you don't trust him to meet your needs. You're saying, I don't trust you, God. And God's saying, well, okay, until you can trust me, I can't give you more. I can't give you more. See, church, it's not about your money. God don't need your money, but it's the principle. God wants you to trust him to meet all your needs in your life. He wants to be the main source in your life. He wants you to trust him more than you trust YOLO Federal, Travis Credit Union, uh, or your 401k. He wants to be the main source and supply in your life, praise the Lord. He wants to bless you guys. You have to have faith, guys, that he'll meet your needs. See, until you can pass that test of giving, guys, in your Christian walk, there's always going to be a lid or a cap on your life that you can't go no higher in God because it's a, it's a trust issue with the Lord. See, to climb, guys, and to grow in God, it means you're going to have to be a tither. You're going to have to be a giver. And some of you won't ever be able to get to that next level, guys, until you start tithing and trusting the Lord with faith in your giving. See, because every time you write a check, guys, 10% of your income, uh, and you start thinking about the bills that you've got to pay or how you can use it on this thing over here, that's, that's a test for you. It's a test. Will you be faithful? See, God uses the difficulties, guys, and he uses the demands, and he uses finances in our life to test our faith. And Paul writes here in 2 Corinthians 8 and 7, he says, excel in the grace of giving. He says, I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love. He wants to test our love. See, God gives us a test, guys. Uh, it tests our faith. 
both our love and our faith. Verse 8 says, giving not only tests my faith, but it also tests the sincerity of my love. If I'm given with a sincere heart. See, if you really love God, guys, you're going to be a giver. God was a giver. God so loved the world that he gave. And see, if you got a problem with that, guys, you got a problem with the Bible. See, because givers don't have a problem with giving. They don't get upset when you talk about giving. It's the people that, that have a problem, that the Lord's dealing with them over giving, that has a problem about giving. Praise the Lord. The worship team wants to come on back up this morning. The fact, guys, is every time that you give, you grow in faith. Every time you give. Every time you give, it breaks the spirit of materialism on your life. Every time I give, I grow in love. I grow in faith. I grow in hope. I grow in maturity. Every time you give, church. David says here in First Chronicles 29, says, But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give so generously at this? Everything comes from you, and we have given only what comes from you. In other words, what he's saying, that it's all the Lord's anyway. It all belongs, Lord. All my blessings are from the Lord, praise God. Verse 17, David says, I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. And all these things that I have given, I've given uh, willingly and with an honest intent, praise the Lord. An honest intent. David's saying that giving, guys, not only tests my faith and my love, but it tests my heart, and it tests the integrity of my heart. And see, church, if you want to grow in your faith, guys, then you've got to be a giver with a willing heart. With a willing heart. See, in giving, God tests our faith. And the cool thing is, guys, the Bible says in Malachi that giving tests God. Giving tests God. Malachi 3.10, God says, test me in this, says the Lord. Verse 10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. In other words, bring it into the church, your place of worship, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing that will not be enough room for you to store it. See, church, it's like God's playing a game with us. He says, you give to me, I'll give to you, and we'll see who wins. And see, I guarantee you, you'll never outgive God. Guarantee it. This is a walk of faith. And maybe you're here today, guys, and you're going through the trials. You're going through the struggle. You're in the fiery furnace this morning. Maybe maybe you feel like quitting or giving up or just bowing that knee, and God's saying, trust me. Trust me this morning. I'm going to work out those afflictions in your life, but you got to have faith. you got to trust God. And maybe God's putting some demands on your life today. Maybe you have these gifts and talents in your life, and you feel them steering in your life, but you continue to sit in a place of non-service, and God's saying, I want to pull you out. I want you to come out and use those things that I've gifted you with. Will you trust me? Will you have faith in me to steer and lead and guide and direct your life? And maybe you're here today, guys, and you're struggling in areas of finances, and God is just saying, if you'll just trust me, if you'll just trust me with a little, you could be faithful in much. Or I'll, I'll make you uh, uh, rulers over much, praise God. But see, church, it's, it's all a test of our faith. This is a, a faith walk. Do you have expectations today for your life, for your Christian life, for your walk, for your family? Can, can, you, can you speak out in faith? Can you call those things that aren't as though they are? God wants to touch your life. He wants to touch your family. He wants to bless this church. And look at all the seats that we have here, guys, that are empty, that people are out doing their own thing. They can't give God one day to be faithful and come and join with the body of Christ. We're living in the last days. Are you going to have faith to hold on and trust God when persecution really comes at your life, guys? 
I'm going to have the prayer team come up this morning. Maybe you're here today, guys, and you need prayer in your body, your family. I want to pray with you. I want to meet the needs. I just, God just wants to bless the church. He wants to bless you, church, but we're the biggest hindrance in our own blessings because we don't step out in faith. If you're willing to take that step, if you're willing to get out of the boat like Peter, guys, you can walk on water. You can do miracles, praise the Lord. That's you this morning. I want to pray with you. Whatever the need is in your life this morning. We don't even have to pray with you. You can just come up to the altar and spend some time with the Lord. Praise God. I love you this morning. God bless you.